Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 82 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, a roadmap for retailers to start hiring. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So my intention for this episode is really just to make hiring less scary. Although, as I scripted this episode and I took a look at the list, I mean, I can see why it can be intimidating. But I think this episode will at least lay out the roadmap so you can start preparing. So hopefully I do make this a little less scary. There are quite a few things I'm going to mention But I just want you to start considering the hiring process, particularly if you're a solopreneur. Now, if you're a one-woman or one-man shop and you love it that way, I am by no means suggesting that you have to hire. This is for the retailer, whether you're in a studio in your home and need help so you can scale, or whether you're a brick-and-mortar store owner so you can grow that business That's who I'm speaking to today. I never want anyone to feel that they have to hire. You do you. So first, I want to start off with the shopkeeper shout out. And this one is for Emily Boone of Buy a Thread Boutique. Emily DM'd me on Instagram and she said, loved your most recent podcast about discounting and aging inventory. I've personally put things back and reintroduced them and have been 100% successful with doing so. Another way I've moved older pieces is a sidewalk sale. I did that two weeks ago and moved a lot of stale items. I also do bundles on styles that I'm heavy on and are slow moving, such as denim and whatnot. These have been the most helpful for me. Thank you for sharing your suggestions too. Always feels good when others are validating what you're doing. And Emily actually wasn't the only one who told me that too. I think in the shopkeeper's lab, there was a conversation about this. And another group member said the same thing, that she listened and she actually didn't learn anything new, but it was nice to be validated. So thank you to everyone for the feedback. I always appreciate DMs on Instagram. Emily, I appreciate it. Hope you DM me again in the future. Let's get started on episode 82. If we want our retail businesses to scale and grow, we can't do it alone, right? I want to say it again. If we or you want your retail business to scale and grow, you can't do it alone. So this means hiring, but hiring means we need to have some type of system in place. And yes, of course, you can wing it, and I'm sure many of you have. I know I've winged plenty in my business, but if I can give you a roadmap to help you prepare, that's going to be much more than anyone ever did for me. So again, I really hope you find this episode helpful. In Master Shopkeepers, that's our mastermind for brick and mortar retail store owners, we're lucky to have a good friend of mine. She's actually a really good friend of my husband's. Stacy, she joined us as a guest expert in Master Shopkeepers over the past year. She's a human resources expert who works full time 
but she was really intrigued about what I was doing with Savvy Shopkeeper. And we talked about the gap and the need for information in the human resources module in the academy. And she was willing to come in and talk to us and educate us and provide some insight. And I'm so grateful for it. She is the biggest reason why the human resources module in the shopkeepers lab is as valuable as it is right now. One thing Stacy said while she was a guest expert in our group, and it really stood out was, she said, human resources is an advocate for the employee and the business owner. This is a reminder that you don't set up systems just for the employee, but you actually do it for yourself too, as the owner. Shopkeepers across the country are expanding and opening up new locations by partnering with Honeycomb, Forward-thinking entrepreneurs like you that created your business for your consumers are unlocking much-needed funding by allowing your community and superfans to invest directly into your growth. To learn more about how Community Capital can help you open your next location while embracing your ability to market your brand and increase consumer engagement, visit honeycombcredit.com brand. That's honeycomb credit.com slash brand. So I have 10, I guess 10 things that I want you or that'll help you prepare and plan for hiring. Again, it's the same with the shipping guide that I offer. I give a checklist with the shipping guide and you'll find that in the Shopkeepers Academy, but I give a checklist with the guide because the guide can feel like quite a bit to do. And if you have a checklist, it's kind of nice to go one by one and think, okay, I'm getting to the point where I can actually confidently feel like I'm prepared to start shipping items from my online store. And the checklist is a way to help you get there rather than feeling like, I don't know if I've done it all. You know, I love a good checklist. So essentially, this episode is kind of a checklist for you to just start to chip away at the pieces and the parts that you need to set up the system to start hiring. So the first one is you want to write your job description. Whatever it is that you're looking to hire, you want to write a good description. And Stacy's recommended just to keep it short and sweet, maybe 10 bullet points, higher level, and then you want to list the required, the experience required at the end of that job description. Stacy also recommends hiring for a specific role, or if you hire someone to ha- handle multiple tasks, make sure they align, those tasks align with each other. It's hard to hire the jack of all trades, which I think is, is a bit of a mistake that some retailers do. We want that person to come in and do it all and know how to do it all and do it all well. And that's not always going to work out. For the first time hire, you shouldn't have the purple unicorn expectations. So get clear and specific about the tasks for your first hire and make sure, again, that they blend well with each other. Stacy joked around about human resources and finance people that their work doesn't blend. So don't give a variety, such a wide variety of tasks to one of your employees. And we actually have a Master Shopkeepers member who hires really strategically, and I admire her for it. You know, she hired someone specifically for inventory management, 
That person, their sole job is to handle inventory in her business, and she manages a ton of inventory. I think she hired someone for sales. I think she hired someone for maybe more administrative social media tasks. So just keep that in mind when you're writing that job description. Who exactly, who is it that you're looking for and what are they going to do? The second one is to have a hiring application. And this application doesn't have to be fancy. We have a simple template in the Shopkeepers Lab. If you're a member, go into the Human Resources module in the Shopkeepers Lab in the Shopkeepers Academy. And the application is just something where you want to document the potential hire's information, the basics. You might might add some other um, questions on there. But there is a template. Make sure you have something to actually document the application process for that new hire. And then the third one is where to find employees. And I guess this isn't so much something you can check off your list, but something to think about or something to consider. And this topic has come up several times in both of our groups. And people have mentioned Indeed, LinkedIn, Craigslist, local Facebook groups. But the other thing that I want to mention is a lot of retail store owners just seem to find their employees through their own network, either through their own Facebook business page or their personal page and posting the opportunity to see if anyone they know or friends of you know their friends might be potentially interest, interested in these jobs. But if that doesn't work, of course, then you want to reach out into other networks. And that's why maybe Indeed, LinkedIn, Craigslist are places to go to to try to find potential employees. Number four is to prepare with an interview guide. And this is where you define the person's role a little bit more and you use questions to determine if they're a good fit. There like, might be general rapport building questions, behavioral based questions, questions around their tasks or the tasks that you want them to complete. And there's also an interview guide that is in the human resources module in the shopkeepers lab too. Actually, we have quite a few resources in there. Number five is to have a progressive discipline plan. Luckily, I have a podcast editor who just edited out two times I could not say the word discipline. My goodness. (laughs) Anyhow, you want to have a formal plan for discipline. This helps with documentation. So maybe it's a formal warning first, then a written warning, then a final written warning, and then, you know, the last step in that plan would be termination. But it's really important that you document this along the way. So when retailers say, well, I'm afraid I can't hire him or or fire him or her, and of course, none of us want to fire. But if you have these things documented, it makes it much easier and substantiates your reasons for terminating someone. Number six is to start writing specific policies. And and again, this is going to be different for all retailers. You determine what your policies are, but these could be regarding attendance, customer service, social media, non-discrimination, phone etiquette. And the one thing that I remember Stacy saying is you can't control what people do outside of your business, but you can cover some of the policies that you have around social media, particularly if they're using your own social media account to post, if they're posting on your behalf, or anything else that you might want to implement to protect your business. So, 
Or for a phone policy, you may want to cover how an employee should answer initial calls, maybe guide them on hold times. You might tell them, like, don't let a customer sit on hold for more than two minutes. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out. Or you might ask them if if that person's been on hold for however many minutes, pick the phone back up, get their caller's information, and that way someone can call them back so they're not sitting on hold. I mean, there are so many things that you could include in these policies. And then number seven is to have an employee handbook. This was one of the first pieces that we included in the Shopkeepers Lab as a resource. Shout out to Danny of Cotton Shed Vintage Market and High Cotton Decor. I think it's High Cotton Decor. Sorry, Danny. Um, but I want to make sure that I mentioned Danny because she generously provided it and said, yes, other members can use it. And we went ahead and went into, into the handbook that she provided and kind of scrubbed it to make it more of a template so that other retailers can use it. And this is really important because a template can be so helpful to retailers. It's the one thing I'm finding is that many of you can uh, will tell me like, yes, I know what it is I need to do, but I don't have the time to build a 20, 30 page handbook. And that's why this was so helpful and why I'm so grateful to Danny that she provided it because maybe it's not the perfect handbook for every, anyone or everyone, but it will give you a great start and it will save you hours of work. Now, a handbook covers basic employment rules, some of your policies, you know, it might be hours of work, vac- re- policies regarding vacation and holidays, overtime, all of that stuff. And yes, a handbook can be pretty lengthy, but it's really important that you clearly communicate how your business is run or what your expectations are for that employee. It's, I guess, more of what a handbook covers. It's really important that you have that done and that your employees and your team members understand that, or maybe even that they sign off on it before their first week. And then if we move on to like higher level human resources things or tools or resources, this would lead to step number eight, which is building an onboarding plan. And this is something that's offered in Master Shopkeepers. So for the Master Shopkeepers members, if you're interested in this, you're going to go into the files in the Master Shopkeepers group. And what Stacy provided was a four-part onboarding plan. Week one, she titled Acclimate. Month one, Integrate. The 60-day plan is celebrate, and a 90-day plan is accelerate. I loved this because I love, you know, you all know I love a good system. So this is a process you'll go through with each employee. You're training them and checking in with them at the same time. Stacy also suggested that it's okay to make this process formal. You know, someone said, oh, it can feel corporate. And yeah, you know what? That's actually good. That's establishing that you're a business owner. And this is a great example. When I say boss up, this this applies here. This is the time where you want to establish, yes, you can be kind, compassionate, you know, a nice business owner, but you have boundaries and you have rules and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So go ahead and make it feel formal. It doesn't mean that you're a bad business owner or mean for doing it. I'm so excited to announce that Tundra is the official signature sponsor of the 2021 Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat. 
Tundra is an online wholesale marketplace for retailers and suppliers. What I really like about Tundra is that they eliminate transaction fees and markups. As a result, Tundra empowers us, both buyers and suppliers, to keep reinvesting in ourselves. As a store owner myself, I appreciate that ordering from Tundra keeps my store fresh with new, novel, and seasonal products. And if you didn't know, Tundra also offers a pro membership, so you save even more with free shipping site-wide. Ordering on Tundra saves us, retailers, time. We have one wholesale account to access thousands of brands and more than 1 million products. I'd like to give a special thank you to Tundra for sponsoring the Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat, an educational experience retailers won't forget in 2021. To learn more about Tundra, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Tundra. That's T like Tom, U-N-D-R-A. And to learn more about the upcoming retreat, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash retreat. And then number nine is to schedule and plan for team meetings. Stacy recommends setting a cadence for these, maybe one per month, or if your team is big enough, one a week or bi-weekly. And again, I have to give another shout out to Danny. Um, she's a Master Shopkeepers member. She taught a masterclass and it was titled, When You're the Owner and Manager, How to Manage Individuals. If you're a Master Shopkeepers member, this masterclass, you'll find it under Guide 11. But the point here is you want to have consistent meetings with your team. So you are consistently communicating with them, holding them accountable, telling them what's changing, telling them what's new. You don't want a team or you don't want to be a business owner that doesn't communicate on a regular basis with your team members. They're going to feel disconnected from your business if that's the case. And then number 10 or standard operating procedures, or an operations manual. This is another one that can feel really overwhelming. And this is something I actually plan on offering after the Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat. I will be offering, as a product, in the Shopkeepers Academy, a template for an operations manual. And this is different than an employee handbook. An employee handbook covers basic employment rules and policies, such as hours of work, vacation, holiday, same things I mentioned before, non-discrimination policies, overtime policies, etc. An operations manual, though, that covers the specific work systems and procedures of your business. Now, operations typically contain processes, procedures, work instructions, that help employees understand how to complete the task correctly in a standard way. Put simply, it's training, teaching someone how to do all of the steps in the business, and then documenting that so that maybe you don't have to constantly create a training or train someone or multiple employees on it. Maybe they can watch a simple video. Maybe they can read a tutorial. But they have all of this in the operations manual. Stacy stresses the importance of this in documenting everything we do as business owners. It makes the training process easier. So if you want, you can start to document maybe two to four tasks per week. So when you're ready to hire, you aren't overwhelmed with training or documenting everything so that you can train. Ask yourself if I didn't know anything about this shop or my store What would be the first five things that I would need to know? And then start compiling the processes, document them, 
then prioritize them. This is the start of your operations manual and your training playbook. Every time you do a process that's natural or intuitive to you, it's really important to write it down because it's not going to be natural or intuitive to a team member. They, they can't even begin to understand what's going on in your brain or all of the information that we store in our brains as store owners, right? I mean, we do a lot. We wear all of the hats. We know how to do all of these things because we've done them maybe for years, but now we want to document it so that we can teach someone else to do it, again, with the ultimate goal of allowing our businesses to grow. During one of our calls with Stacy, because we do office hours calls in Master Shopkeepers with the experts, she said, create a systematic approach to deliver predictable results. And then Stacy used McDonald's as an example. And it reminded me of the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton. Did anyone see that? <laughs> but speaking of a company that created a systematic approach and delivered predictable results, that was McDonald's. Stacy says creating a systematic approach will build a culture of excellence and customer service. And then the last thing, I think the last thing that I want to mention is she also recommended two books for building a culture in your business. And the first one was The Ride of a Lifetime by Robert Iger, I think it is, the Disney CEO. It's an autobiography. And then the second book that she mentioned was That Will Never Work by Mark Randolph, the founder of, of Netflix. Now, I haven't read these book, books yet. I can't tell you if, they, if they're good or not. I can't tell you that I found val- value out of them because, again, I haven't read them. But they are definitely on my list because she recommended them. She said they're inspiring and they're an example of taking what you have and making it scalable and manageable. So, I mean, there are even more resources in the lab under the HR module. I think we call it the people and culture module. Like how to determine if an employee should be a subcontractor or on payroll. There's a guide on employee benefits, and that includes like the must-haves and the nice-to-haves. So I guess to summarize or to wrap this up, I can see why hiring can feel so overwhelming. But if you are ready to go from solopreneur to scaling retailer, then you have to boss up. And I just want to say, Stacey, we can't begin to thank you enough. Having these pre-made document lessons, the burden on so many shopkeepers who feel that starting from scratch is just too overwhelming. And I know for sure that having all of these tools have helped group members move forward start hiring and building their teams, and it is allowing them to grow. It's allowing them to generate more revenue. It's allowing them to bring in products that they've always wanted to bring in. It's allowing them to spend some time on their businesses, focusing on the numbers, the financials, the inventory, the turnover, looking at all of that information to help their businesses grow. So if you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 82. And if you want to join the Shopkeepers Lab, you can visit the Shopkeepers Academy and I'll give you the link. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes. If you want to join Master Shopkeepers, it's currently closed to new members, but it will open again in October. The great thing about the lab is it's a good stepping stone 
into Master Shopkeepers. So you can join the Shopkeepers Lab. It's it's extremely affordable. It's month to month. There's no long-term commitment. And the reason I do this is because I wanted to be able to provide an affordable, easy place to connect with other retail store owners, to get valuable information to help your businesses, to provide downloadable resources so you don't have to build things from scratch. And the human resources module is a really good example of that. So again, you can look for all of this and you'll find all of this information, I should say, in the academy and that's shopkeepersacademy.com. If you feel this episode could help a friend or someone you know, please share it or leave a review. I really appreciate it every time you do that. And again, do not be intimidated by this. Maybe create a checklist of your own to determine what is it that you need to start and how can you accomplish that. And then don't be afraid to hire if you want to grow your business. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.